is a historic development in the evolution of one of the world's largest corporations. Employees working from the inside to unionize at one of Amazon's massive warehouses on Staten Island. Amazon spent millions of dollars in waging an aggressive anti-union campaign, even texting and emailing employees, holding mandatory meetings to persuade them to say no. Last Friday in New Jersey, Amazon warehouse workers in Staten Island voted to form a union, the first Amazon labor union in the United States. Calling themselves the ALU, an acronym for Amazon Labor Union, despite not being backed by any national union or having no national union resources and connections, the association is made up entirely of current and former Amazon workers. Their leader and interim president, Chris Smalls, was able to organise employees around issues such as low wages, lack of job security, absence of sufficient air conditioning in the summer, constant monitoring of productivity and short breaks, and he's our special guest on the podcast today. Chris, you're speaking to Jim Minns from the Public Service Association podcast, mate. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to first off congratulate you for a fantastic historic win. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Now, Chris, Stephen Greenhouse, who is a labour and employment reporter for the New York Times, has covered labour relations for 25 years, quoted your win yes. as, as by far the biggest beating the odds David versus Goliath union win uh, he has seen in his time. Others have called it as a win of historic proportions in American labor history. What's your take on that? Uh, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but it's, uh, you know, this is uh, definitely a monumental moment for the labor movement, and um, it's definitely a catalyst uh, for all Amazon workers all over the world. So I'm happy to still continue to, uh, you know, be a part of it. Well, it's a very inspirational win, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the seeds of this were sown back in March 2020. If you want to tell the story, you were in your uh, break room, is that right, uh, in, in the Amazon workhouse in Staten Island, and you recognised that one of your colleagues was showing symptoms of COVID-19 at a time when the virus was rampant. Yes, yeah, I walked out um, because I was a supervisor and I felt that, um, you know, I felt that, you know, uh, I needed to step up and do something when Amazon failed to protect us. And you organised a strike. Uh, what were the what happened after the strike occurred? Did you were you able to go back to work, or what was Amazon's initial reaction? It wasn't. It was a walkout. You know, it was a walkout, and um, after the walkout, I was fired. So you were fired. That was two years ago, and th- and that's what led you to organise. Is that correct? Yeah, and organise the other thing. Chris, the union were wary of your of your presence um, across the road and, and having uh, you know giving meals out to workers when they were finishing their shifts as a way to, as a way to sort of you know galvanise and, and, and sort of make friends. What tactics did Amazon employ to discredit your campaign uh, to talk about workers' entitlements and conditions? Um, well, they uh, they hired million dollar union busters that get paid thousands of dollars. They put workers in captive audiences every 20 minutes for the last several months. And, um, yeah, they spent millions of dollars on consultant firms uh, trying to, you know, bust up, you know, the efforts inside. Um, it, it, you know, they, they I got some of us arrested, even myself. I was arrested more than once uh, for other organizers. They've been arrested twice. Um, you know, they've done a number of things. And uh, and I know that they also employed um, sort of rumours and other sort of innuendo to discredit you personally. Do you think that that had the opposite effect of your colleagues? Yeah, absolutely. I just think that uh, 
you know, uh, the fact that they drill, drill, drill anti-union pro- pro- propaganda in, um, it kind of backfired on it. You know, it just, it, it just was, uh, the fact that, you know, New York is a union town also, you know, workers are smarter than that. Workers are related, married, they know somebody, a friend of a friend that's a part of the union and, um, you know, they're able to, uh, research properly now you say new york is a workers is a union town can you juxtapose your struggles with your amazon factory to unionize and organize versus uh, i know that there was a situation in an alabama factory that you had visited where they had similar situations Mm -hmm. tried to organize but uh have subsequently failed where where did their campaign fail that your campaign succeeded do you think well they went with an established union that that has uh to learn how amazon operates uh here in New York, we are actual Amazon workers. You know, we know how Amazon re- operates. You know, we are the actual employees. You know, whether we're former or current, we know the engine now. And it, it was better for us to uh, connect with the workers who work at Amazon because, you know, once again, we are the actual workers. Yeah, so do you believe that it really is the the effectiveness of the shop front floor over, you know, the part, because I know that the Teamsters were involved in trying to unionise a lot of these areas in the past and had failed. Is it really a testament to being a shop front uh, uh, sort of in person or employee or delegate? Are delegates important in this fight? I, I, no, we don't have any delegates. You know, we started, you know, once again, we started from scratch. So we had to educate people first. We had to create you know, make people organize like never organized before. You know, we had to really just, uh, really grassroots, uh, just pretty much grind and, and figure out things as we went along. And, you know, we were able to do so. You know, we came together uh, democratically and, and, you know, brought people in as we, uh, you know, progressed in our campaign. And, and we were ultimately able to uh, become victorious. Absolutely. Now, you know, you're quoted as a saying, you know, as soon as you walked out of the victory, you had your champagne bottle in hand, you're quoted as saying, you know, we've decided at your press conference, you're quoted saying, we've decided we're not going to quit our jobs anymore. We're going to unionize. Was that the previous yeah. tactic? Would you quit your jobs prior to, you know, uh, facing harsh conditions in the workplace? No, no, no. I mean, the pandemic really, um, you know, obviously was the reason why a lot of people lost their jobs. So, you know, prior to that, I worked at Amazon, you know, had none of that happen, I don't believe, you know, we'd be having this conversation. So I just think we're at a different time in the country, especially after the pandemic where, you know, we can't go back to that normal um, because it wasn't really good for us. So the pandemic really was the impetus to get people to really hold on to their employment and really fight for their conditions. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what are some of the entitlements and conditions that the Amazon Labor Union is seeking to negotiate on behalf of the JFK 8 warehouse workers? Longer breaks, thirty thousand hour job security, uh, long, uh, better medical leave options, you know, free college, pension, um, shareholders, making everybody shareholders, getting monthly bonuses, just making sure everybody's quality of life is improved overall. And Chris, you know, how confident are you that you'll be able to go forward and campaign in other areas and, and maybe expand the union a little bit more? Very confident. We already got contacted from, you know several different buildings all over the country. So um, it, it's going to happen regardless. You know, once again, this is uh, we were the catalyst and uh, we were able to do something that's never been done before. But I'm glad Amazon workers are paying attention all over the nation. Um, and we're absolutely going to assist them once we uh, you know, finish up here in New York.
Chris, do you think that this is a, a fundamental shift in union thinking in the way people think about organisation in the workforce? Absolutely. We want to make unionized and cool and fun. And um, that's exactly what this, uh, this ALU represents. Is, you know, we make it fun. We have fun and uh, we make it look cool to unionize. And I think it resonates with the younger generation. And uh, we want to continue to do that, you know, and, and hopefully have the support of those who fought for this, uh, for, before us to uh, get to this point. So we're hoping to make that, you know, intersectionality where um, it's intergenerational as well. And, you know, we want to make it look cool and uh, you know, make it fun so, you know, the younger generation can catch on and do exactly what we're doing. Fantastic. And now, look, I'm conscious of your time, but do you have any messages for the unions in Australia? You know, a lot of us are listening. We want, we saw your message. We're buoyed by it. Um, we've, we've all got industrial fights on our hands. What message have you got yeah. for us down here? Just stay resilient. You know, um, don't quit. Don't give up on your coworkers. Stay resilient. Uh, continue organizing. There's several conversations, not just one. Um, and, and make sure that you're taking care of your people. That's all, really, all it is, really taking care of one another. Fantastic. Um, Chris Smalls, on behalf of the Public Service Association in New South Wales, we congratulate you on this win. It's a fantastic win for Thank workers and workers' rights, and you all deserve it. Fantastic. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au. 